lover's got humor. She's the giggle at a funeral. Knows everybody's disapproval. I should have worshipped her sooner. If the heavens ever did speak, she's the last true mouthpiece. Every Sunday's getting more bleak. Fresh poison each week. We were born sick. You heard them say it. My church offers no absolutes. She tells me worship in the bedroom. The only heaven I'll be sent to is when I'm alone with you. I was born sick, but I love it. Command me to be well. Amen. 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 Take me to church. I'll worship like a dog at the shrine of your life. I'll tell you my sins and you can sharpen your knife. Offer me that death instead of good God. Let me give you my life. Take me to church. I'll worship like a dog at the shrine of your life. I'll tell you my sins. And we are on. G'day, g'day, average men, average women, how the hell are ya? Um, I'm pretty good, that was Take Me To Church by Hosier, no um, no specific like meaning behind that one this week, just um, flick through for a track to, to open it up, and it's a good song. Um, it's been a few weeks, mate, since I've been on here, had a little bit busy, had broom last weekend, I can't quite remember what happened the weekend before, but I was busy, so it didn't happen, so... Deal with it. Um, and here I am back again now. Yeah, we were at Broome last weekend, which was um, bloody mint. Really good. One of the best broom trips I've ever had, actually. And we stayed in the caravan park. So it just goes to show you, you don't need all the bells and whistles and the fancy bloody... Uh, um, I should press record on that sucker. Mm. On your video. Um, you don't need all the bells and whistles and the fancy rest, uh, hotel and all that sort of gear, or restaurants for that matter, because we stayed at a caravan park and ate sort of yeah, some pub meals and uh, um, sort of what, whatever we could get our little grubby mitts on and, and had a rad time. So, uh, yeah, man, the weather was, was mint. Uh, we stayed at the RAC Caravan Park, which is so not the Cable Beach one, but it is in Cable Beach, uh, right on the corner, like just back from, from Divers there. Uh, and we, we, we stayed in that one because we were, we were planning on, on taking the dogs with us. Uh, and then at the last sort of minute, we decided not to, cause we thought, oh, it'd be a hassle. We won't be able to go to the pub or out for dinner with them or anything like that, which we didn't do a whole lot of anyway. We did more of, of hanging out at the beach and felt guilty the entire time that I was at the beach because I didn't have the dogs. Um, so there you go. Shame on us for not taking the, the pups. They would have had a rad time as well, but they didn't. They stayed with me brother here instead. So, um, yeah, it was just bloody really nice, man. Um, Caravan Park was mint. He had a pool there, which was super intense, like not relaxing. It's like Kidsville, but, you know, we got kids, so the kids were were loving it. We went with another family, uh, one of Heidi's little friends or her little bestie, her little BFF, and their, their parents, who are mates of ours as well. So that was cool, it was something for the kids to do, Shady didn't have a, like there was two little girls, then my daughter Heidi and then my boy Shady, so he didn't have a, like a little knock around um, boy to hang out with or anything, but uh, it's fine, he just, he just sort of jumped in with, with the girls when he, when he was bored. 
And it was just good, man. The weather was like nice and hot during the day, like warm during the day, hot, warm, whatever. And then pretty cool at night. Definitely was cool in the aircon in the caravan anyway. But I think it was mostly pretty cool. Our friends stayed in a tent. They they had, I think, one one or two sticky nights, but a couple of nice ones there as well. So it was just pretty good, man. So we spent most of the day, or we'd spend every evening down the beach, um, uh, just hanging out a few beers and tunes and shit like that Watch the sunset go down at Cable Beach there And the camels and chat to other families and shit um, And that was really, really nice And then we sort of went to the pub for lunch And the, the rugby league grand final was on while I was there So I watched that um, Didn't do any I didn't go to the shops or any of that bullshit Which was nice Sort of, I actually had a couple of naps A couple of daytime naps Which is, is not a thing really for me I had a couple of sort of lie-ins So like maybe getting up about 6, 30-ish, 7-ish Out of bed, like awake before then But not really getting out of bed until then which was nice, and had a couple of daytime naps, man. So I was pretty, um, pretty primed for for with energy for the, by the end of the weekend, which was nice, man. To not go away on holiday and then push yourself and have late nights and early mornings and big days, and then come back from holiday wrecked. Because I don't know about you, but I definitely uh, have been guilty of that like most of the time, I'd say. So that was nice, man. I came back um, reasonably r- relaxed. Um, and it was like it was like traveller family central down at that that cable beach as well. Um, tripping a van are in Broome Town at the moment, staying there for a few months. Um, my missus seen the fella Justin and his daughter down at at the Woolies and had a yarn to them there. I didn't see them around town or anything, but there's some other crews who were doing the the tour around Oz thing. And um, it's funny because most. Well, I don't know if most of them, you only know about the ones that do this, but a lot of people do have the whole Instagram, YouTube channel thing going now. And, and I kind of was always a little bit worried about that um, because I've had this idea for like solid three years now to, to travel the country, take the podcast on the road and it's developed into a YouTube thing as well. But definitely the podcast was the main um, goal and I always and then that's how actually how I heard about trip and event so I was telling a mate of mine that yeah I want to do this podcast keep doing it and want to travel Australia and I think it'll be cool to take the podcast on the road and talk to people around the country is and just do your own podcast as well but then go to different towns and meet cool people and and, and locals and shit and and talk to them and then he goes oh yeah yeah like trip and event sort of thing and I was like I. Oh, don't know what that is and then he he put me on to the trip in a van crew and started following them on insta and, and youtube and obviously uh, i'm all over their shit now and get a lot of tips and, and advice and stuff from from where they've been and how they do things um and love their videos and and that so but it was definitely already an idea that i had and then you know because i was nowhere near ready to do it financially i was like thinking oh man i hope that this doesn't become a like a saturated market while i'm sitting around getting my shit together to get on the road and do it and I mean on one hand it it definitely is becoming a saturated market Uh, excuse me I'll have a drink Um, there's all these Instagram families specifically there's a lot of young couples and shit but a lot of families which is my lane you know um, doing the whole thing and then like they're doing videos on Instagram and YouTube and they got like the logo made up and um you know a lot of them have got the sticker work on their on their their utes or their canopies and shit like that and so it's definitely a thing it's not like some new thing that no one's doing and wow cool man but 
I mean, what fuck them. I had the idea ages ago anyway. I just didn't have the means to do it. And uh, I, don't, I still don't know of anyone doing a podcast traveling around the country. I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. But I don't know of them. So it's not a saturated market, and that is my main, my main focus. So, and you know what, end of the day, fuck what everyone else is doing anyway, that's not the point, but it is something that plays in the back of my mind, but I'll still do my damn thing anyway, and I kind of got a few little pointers off off that as well, like I had an idea of maybe getting a, it'll be a new um, logo on a new brand name that revolves around the average man, which I won't reveal just yet, but it'll be something different for the actual travel series when I go around, the podcast will still be Average Man Podcast, but the YouTube channel and probably its own Instagram page will have a different uh, a different name, but it will link into Average Man, so they'll be sort of still connected, and it won't be um, super different. So you go from one platform to the other, um, seamlessly. But yeah, I thought you know it'd be cool to get the logo done up and a big sticker on the side of the canopy. I sort of thought about that idea, right? And since seeing a few people who've done that. And then I heard someone else, and my mate's missus actually, they live in Broome, and she was talking about the travelling families going around and uh, mentioned, oh, yeah, everyone's in the man and their dog's doing it. They've all got a bloody Instagram page and a sticker on the side of their van or canopy, blah, blah, blah. And now, look, I don't really give a fuck about her opinion. Not that there's anything wrong with the lady. She's a lovely lady, um, nice lady, but I don't really put that much stock in the opinion of other people um, unless there's something specifically that they do that I'm aspiring to or, or can take notes from. So it's not that someone said something and I was like, oh, yeah, I can't do it. Someone has a bad opinion of it. But I kind of agreed with her. That was the thing. She said, oh, yeah, fuck these uh, these families, all their, their stickers on the side of their van, just do the trip and and, and um, don't have to tell the whole world about it or something like that. Uh, and... I kind of thought, you know what? I actually agree with the whole thing about the sticker on the side of the canopy. Uh, it's, it's, it's. I just don't need to do it. I don't need to do it. I'm not shit on the people that have done it. Some of the graphics look really cool. Uh, some of these people it probably ties into another business venture that they've got as well. Get it? I was thinking of doing it myself, but now I'm just, just. I don't need to do it. I don't need to do it. I don't. So I'm not going to do that. Um. But yeah, it was pretty cool how to act to a family who were, who were cruising around. They weren't doing an Instagram page or anything. So they were just a normal family traveling around. Had a yarn to old mate. Uh, had the ranger and a canopy on the back and shit. Um, it's just cool hearing people's stories and, and um, what they think about the decision to travel, you know, like with their family. And, and, and I haven't heard a bad word since. He was pretty um, candid, this dude I chatted to. Um, was pretty straight up. Just said, yeah, man, like... Um, life is you still have all the the normal everyday problems and issues and 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 uh, you know routines that you go through in life. You got to wash the dishes and do your clothes and you got to do the schoolwork and clean the van and all that kind of shit. Because you're just doing it in a different location every other day, and it's you know and it's spend heaps of time with the family. And, and he goes, and for this guy specifically, he was he was debt free. They sold everything to do it. So um, which I won't be debt free. Uh, at all but we'll be covered for a year so that's the that's that's the main i'll be able to pretend i'm debt free for like a year <laughs> um so but that was cool just to you know you hear these people these stories the reinforcements um again not that i'm looking for reinforcement from other people but it is nice when you hear it uh, i'm gonna do this thing anyway i guess is the main thing i jump off i we the family it's not just me we are gonna do this thing anyway but i guess my personality specifically i would 
jump off the, the edge anyway um, and fucking find, try and find the net afterwards, you know? But it's just nice to hear other people talking about the, the positives of it. So, okay, sweet. So I'm not driving my family to some sort of... Ah, my microphone. Not driving my family into some sort of... <laughs> Terrible situation Spending all of our money And shit for no reason it's, There's some positives there A lot of positives So Now on the way home from Broome um, We had a little hiccup Cruising down the highway And All of a sudden heard a Noise And a bit of a weird feeling And I thought Ah bugger I've blown a tyre on the caravan So Started pulling over straight away, um, pulled over, jumped out, and no blown tire on the van, not on the right hand side, right on the other side, no driver, no no tire blown on the, on the passenger side. And thought, what the fuck was that? Then stuck my head underneath. Well, actually, I think I saw the drawbar and the gas bottle holder, ominously missing the gas bottle and the arm that holds it on. So I stuck my head underneath the van and there sitting on between the drawbar and the axle of the caravan or the front axle of the caravan is the gas bottle for the Weber, all dinged up, dented and fucked up, sitting underneath the van it had fallen off, like the arm had broken, it had fallen off its holder and bounced underneath the car and the noise and feeling was it like... Dragging and bouncing uh, between the axle and the road, and like going back and forth, you could see the axle was all like sort of not scarred up, but but marked up from where it had been bouncing, sliding back and forth. It would slide one way, hit the wheel, slide back the other way, and hit the wheel, bouncing and shit the whole time between. It's like holy fuck. Um, so now I've got basically like a bomb, possible bomb, sitting underneath the caravan, um, and I was. Shitting myself, to be honest with you. So uh, I grabbed the paddleboard paddle off the roof rack of the car and like extended it all the way out. And like I was in a situation where I couldn't just drive off. It was between the car and the van. So I like poked this thing and rolled it out on the passenger side towards the side of the road, rolled it out a little bit, and then went, had a bit of a, a look at it, inspected it from as close as I was comfortable getting. And I wanted to see if I could. Turn the tap on it and open the, the the valve and let all the gas out. But the fin that goes around the top of a gas bottle was all like dinged up and bent it o- bent over the the handle for the for the um for the valve. So I couldn't do that, and it had a few big scars and shit in it, and there was no no hissing, so I wasn't losing any gas. And I was just like, oh man, this thing is ugh, dodgy. I need to get the fuck away from it. But I can't take it with me. I can't take a, a gas bottle that might explode with me on the car, or on the van, or anything. Like, no thanks. Um, but I didn't want to just leave it on the side of the road and want to fucking blow up and start a fire, or like the bottle to shoot off and be like a projectile towards someone's car or some shit. Um, <clears throat> so I was in a bit of a a bit of a quandary, as you can see, a bit of a predicament. Um, so what I did was I, I figured I, I'm going to have to move it. So I grabbed the gas bottle gingerly and like trotted over towards like one of those runoff like culverts, those, those gutters in the side of the road that they dig out and like rolled it down the side of that into the gutter. So it wasn't like at road level, wasn't like right on the edge of the road. 
kind of thought, that's as, that's as good as I can do with that. I don't know what to do. Um, so I jumped in the, in the car, put the paddleboard paddle back on the roof, um, fucked off. Um, and then we called the, you know, like a couple hundred metres down the road, I think I called them first here. Yeah, we called the, the fire department for Broome um, and just told them, hey, look, we're 80 clicks out from Roebuck Bay um, Roadhouse and like three clicks before the Eco Beach turnoff or whatever. And, you know, this is what happened. Gas bottle fell off, the, the drawbar, bar, blah, blah, blah. And like well, we don't know what to do with it. It's sitting there. Uh, it's on the side of the road. It's off off the road a little bit, but, you know, we're worried it might blow up or something. Um, and she goes, oh, okay, and what do you want us to do about it? I was like, oh, I don't know, go out and retrieve it or something? Said, well, we're not going to go out there. It's, just, it's out there now. It's done. And I was like, oh, okay, all right, well, fuck. You're the emergency services. You're the fire emergency services, Department of Fire Emergency Service. Um, you now know about a possible explosion fire causing projectile gas bottle that's dinged up on the side of the road give you a pretty good idea of where it was like because i set my odometer when i left roebuck Bay state um roebuck roadhouse after filling up and then timed it from when i drove off to the eco beach signs i give her like a few hundred meter radius to find it uh, uh area to find it and wasn't interested So I was like Well you know what man I can't fucking do anything with it And you're the emergency services You now know about it That's your problem And I was just well, I was still super nervous about it Drove off down the road And then I heard a weird noise I was like oh, What was that And then a <laughs> Then the tyre blew So I guess the gas bottle Had hit it And damaged it at some point And then the tyre blew So we did blow a tyre as well And jumped out And quickly changed that bastard over and then, um, yeah, then off we went. But, yeah, I mean, it was relatively smooth after that. I was paranoid for the next 100 kilometres that I was going to blow another tyre without another spare, but that didn't, didn't happen. So, hey, man, and when we got home, some good news was we got home, and, like, I knew this was happening. Obviously, it wasn't a surprise, but got home, and uh, the ute was in town. It had been off- offloaded at the yard at work. It came up on a truck um, on the Monday, and we knew you you was here, the ranger was here, man. So we went re- straight to the to work and um jumped in and, and um and drove the ranger home. So we had the got the ranger home as well and I've just been oh, I've just been in awe of it all week. I've only driven it a couple of times, took it down to Spoil Bank, got some photos, uh dropped the kids and missus at the airport on Tuesday. And I just love it. I love it. I was worried about the silvery colour because the, the canopy that's going on it is like the same colour doors as the car and toolbox lids and shit. And then everything else is just aluminium coloured, like um, just mill finish, the rest of the tray and the accessories and shit. Um, but now I've seen the colour. It's not just a silver. It's like quite a rich, I call it aluminium. It's quite a rich sort of silver colour. It's beautiful. The car's nice to drive. It looks sick with the Iron Man bull bar and winch on it and black rims and, and bigger tyres and shit on it. And I've got a few other things already booked in, roof rack, snorkel, some darker tin, get the UHF put back in there as well in November. And obviously the big install in February next year. So I'm just I'm just pumped, man. Like phase two, phase one was getting the caravan. Even though we're going to upgrade the caravan, that was phase one complete. This is phase two. Like I guess that getting the new that's complete. 
phase three be that canopy. It's it's happening, man. I'm just freaking stoked. Um, love it. Love driving. It's a fucking weapon. So cars here, and then now I'm just I've already ordered a thousand dollar black duck seat covers for it, and I'm looking at all. There's a bunch of things I'm gonna do that. I just didn't think about how much money I was going to spend having a new car. Now there's a few things I want to do because it's a new car. It's going to cost me more money. So yeah, I've got to save as much as I'm spend as much as I can on it this year, and then next year it's like that's done. No more money on the car is just yeah, it's um, down to business. Really, really saving. We're doing good with saving this year as well, but I'm obviously spending at the same time now. So, um, but. Yeah, there, there is one thing I'm going to do the car as far as customising for the for the um, whole um, business podcast venture thing. But um, I'll let you know that when it happens as well. Man, I'm going to move on. We're 20 minutes in, and that's just my intro. <laughs> so I didn't think I had enough written down here, but I forgot that it's been three weeks uh, three weeks since I've been on here and spoke. So I guess I had a lot of shit to say. So what else, man? Um, what's happened in the past couple of weeks? So a funny story for you. I mean, mate, um, Robbie, he's just driven down to, to Perth uh, during the week as well because his, his um, wife's pregnant as fuck and she's having a baby very soon. Um, they're having it down in Perth. So he drove down. The, the family were already – or the kids were down there and she'd been down on the plane the day before or something. And he's like – he's been on the podcast before. Um, Bert goes banging on Instagram if you want to follow him. He's a hunter and a spear fisherman and shit and mad keen for it. Um, and get some good YouTube uh, – some sorry, some good oh, YouTube, yeah, some good GoPro footage. Uh, and, um, yeah, he gave me, gave me a call and said he, he shot his first first goat on the way down um, – on the way down to, to, to Perth. So – Oh no! Shot his first goat with or his first animal with the with the compound bow. So I should say I know he shot big tar and shit over in fucking New Zealand in the mountains there. So it's not his first goat. Might be his first little goat. But yeah, shot his first um, animal with a compound bow. Stalked it off the side of the highway on the way down to Perth in his fucking camo and everything. They had to make goat noises to like calm it down to keep it like from running away from him and shit. And stalked it and shot it and um. <laughs> Butchered it up, but like mostly on the side of the road there, and then pulled over at a truck stop somewhere, and finished like skinning it and 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 quartering it up and shit like that. I reckon like a psychopath sitting on some some park bench at one of the roadhouses, hoping hoping a tourist didn't pop up and think he was fucking um, Mick, whatever his name is from fucking Wolf Creek, um, you know, Wolf Creek, whatever the hell it's called. I think it's just called Wolf Creek, um, but. <laughs> Yeah, so like, how funny is he, man? He can't, can't just drive from Headland to Perth to see you, to go to meet your family to have a baby without shooting a fucking goat with a compound bow on the side of the road. You fucking tripper, man. And I was like, what'd you do with the meat? He goes, well, I had an esky in there, so I got like most of it in the esky wrapped up, and then there's like a couple of the fucking the back court, uh, the back legs or some shit it were like wrapped up on the foot of the passengers passenger side uh, with the aircon pumping on them in the, in the family 200 series i'm like does your fucking missus know you got a dead fucking goat sitting at the foot of the car bro <laughs> so fucking funny prick that happened um he's meant to be coming on soon too he's dragging his ass about it. we're gonna get him on and chat about this um proposal for a bunch of shit really he talks a lot like me but um 
But yeah, we're going to chat about specifically about the proposal for fads and, and an artificial reef and shit off the coast of Headland, which had some legs at some point. So I actually don't know where it is because he's a busy man. I'm a busy man. Um, we catch up every now and then and don't always talk about that. So I don't know exactly where it is, uh, where he's up to on that, but we'll get him on eventually and figure it out. Not that it's going to be any easier to get him on board now. He's got another kid, the third one on the way. So we'll just suck and see on that one. Um, speaking of animals... Oh, no, I don't even need to tell that story. It's not. It's not worth it. It doesn't make the podcast. Cross that one out. But I did go for. Um, I've had a. I've had a bit of a bit of a busy weekend, mate. Um, work yesterday. Then I came home and well, I woke up in the morning and took the dogs for a run. I was just going to take um, the little puppy. The last couple of times I took her it was a real pain in the ass, like dragging her ass. You know, me dragging her along on the lead. She wants to stop all the time. Instead, she was a bit fat there for a while. I put her on a diet. She's she's looking leaner again, but she just wanted to stop and and just wasn't into it. And it was pissing me off. Like I just want to run consistently, not have a tug on the lead and shit the whole time. Um, so I was going to leave her behind and take Lily, the old girl, because she's good. She's a good girl, and, and I can let her off the lead when I want to and shit like that, and she just cruises along at her own pace. So that was the plan, and then on the Friday night, the puppy, you know, we'd been in broom, and then the puppy hadn't had any exercise for a, few, for a while, too long, like a week, um, really. I think she went and played with the dogs across the road at one point in time, but really hadn't had any exercise, and she was just being a menace. She was... Just annoying, just being a menace and chewing shit, jumping around the place. And I was like, "This this puppy needs exercise. She's she's got too much exercise, uh, too much energy, um, full of beans." And that's you know, it's my fault. I haven't exercised her. So okay, I'll take her in the morning. I was just going to leave the big dog. She's a bit lazy anyway, the big girl Lily. So I didn't think she'd mind that much. I'll let her inside. She can sit on the couch in the aircon, and I'll go for a run. So got up in the morning, five o'clock or whatever, um, and. Went outside, let Lily in, went outside to, to uh, go for a run and I could hear her sniff around at the door and and I kind of felt guilty and I thought, oh, you know what, it's fucking dark um, and he's still anyway, I'll just bring her and just let her run off the lead the whole time. There's no one around, there's no ranger, there's no other people who are going to, because she's fine, she's cool with dogs, people, kids, whatever, she's fucking sound, she's sweet. Doesn't need a lead, I only put her on a lead just for the sake of other people, public. Just for perception I thought, No no one's going to see me She'll be fine I'll just let her run along At her own pace So I took both the dogs And It was fucking wicked So The big girl Lily She was definitely Hamming it up For the puppy Because she was off a lead Because normally She just runs around And sniffs here and there But she was like Doing laps past me Running back Wagging her tail Like just making out Like she was having The raddest time ever And she, I've taken this dog for many, 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 many walks and runs in her life. Never has she been like this before. She was hamming it up because the puppy was on a lead and she was off and she was fucking like rubbing it in. Bitch, complete bitch. So, but it worked because even though when she was behind me, the puppy would sort of want to run backwards to catch up with her. When she ran in front of me, the puppy would run and 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 keep up. I'm just going to kind of like Yandy, it's her name. So yeah, and he's running and it was a lot easier to manage her. And then, you know, Lily fell into a rhythm eventually and just ran sort of just a little bit in front of us, which kept the puppy running in front of me, trying to catch up with her. And it was super easy. And then we ran along the new pathway uh, that's not, you're not supposed to run along yet because I haven't concreted it. Um, that they've cut from like the corner of House Street and Sutherland Street, top of the Yacht Club area there, straight across to the boat ramp. And there's the footpath they're putting in there, which they've cut through some people's backyards because they were 
you know, borrowing Crown land to have an extended backyard, which was just fine. But now that it's <laughs> the Crown wants their land back, they've just cut through people's yards. You'd be a bit devo if that was your yard and you had a pathway just cut through the middle of it and you lost three or four metres off it. But at the same time, it was never your land really and you were just sort of borrowing it until this happened. And it's really nice run. I've never seen that part of Headland before. So it's right on the – so you're on the top of the sand dune, go down that sand dune, you're on the beach, on the, and then on the other side of the yard, there's all these houses, you're on their back fence. And some of them have got like infinity pools and nice backyards and outdoor areas with decks and fucking – some of them are absolute shitholes, but some of them are really nice. And it's like, this is cool. It's like running along a, a nice, well-to-do suburb with the houses right on the on the right-hand side. But there's no road between you and the house, no road or anything between you and the, the sand dune and the beach. It's, right, it's really fucking nice. Um, it's cool. I haven't, like I said, haven't seen that part of heaven before. So it was super interesting for me. Ran up to the boat ramp, turned around, let uh, Yandy off the leash as well. Both dogs off the leash. It's still dark. No prick around. And we ran home, all three of us, happily, no leads, and it was fucking mint. I thought, absolutely mint. That's just what you want. So they were so good, they got treated to a second run this morning as well. A um, few people around this morning because I went a little bit later, but same thing, ran there with the pup on a leash, let pup off at the other end, and everyone ran back pretty well without a hitch. I put puppy on a leash down near Cemetery Beach because she was trying to run off and eat random things out of the bushes and shit. So, but... You know, by the end they've all fallen into a rhythm anyway, so it was pretty good, man. That was really, that was really, really nice. Went really well, and um, yeah, worked yesterday. And then I come home yesterday, did some tree lopping, so I could make room to put this. I chopped a big fuck off tree down in the front yard. I'm sick of the leaves; it drops everywhere. And put a shade sail up above that, so I'm there digging holes and put burying posts and up on the roof attaching fucking, um, you know, connections and shit for the shade sail and running all that all on my own. It's like. A lot of moving around, a lot of up and down, a lot of hard yakka. So I was pretty, pretty bloody knackered last night, and then um, up this morning studying or doing assessments for this diploma of building construction, and then doing the potty now. Still got to clean up the yard because it's trash from when I finished yesterday afternoon, and then I pick the kids and, and misses up this, uh, a bit later from the airport. So it's, it's all bloody happening, and I'll be back at work before I know it, and won't feel like I had a, a, a weekend, but. No, nah, it's good. Really, really nice, healthy one. Drinking heaps less. Been sleeping a lot more. Going to bed early. Um, yeah, I've just had a bit of a a buzz lately about about really getting on top of the fitness. Even though I'm, you know, you would look at me and say I'm a fit person. I exercise often, um, for whatever, four times a week, and run a bit, and all that sort of shit. You know, the drinking was creeping up. Eating random things was creeping up. Definitely chocolate and shit like that. And I just had a bit of a a mind snap. I wanna, I wanna pull all that shit in. And I think the missus is on the same path as me. So um, that's good, man. Uh, less alcohol, more sleep, and feel good. Um, yeah, man. That's about it. That's about it for that one. I do have one last thing to cover um, before we go. Yeah, yeah. One last thing to cover before we go. <clears throat> so we'll call this. We'll call this Confessions with Dave, right? So when when we're in Broome, um, they didn't do anything, don't worry. It's not like that kind of confession. <laughs> but this sets up the story. So when we're in Broome, randomly um, camped diagonally behind us, yeah, diagonally behind us, there was a girl that looked like a girl I sort of was, you know, knew, um, 
it wasn't quite a girlfriend, but you know, you know what I mean. I knew her from when we were young. We hooked up a few times and, and whatnot. Um, I haven't seen her in a long time, and and I saw her briefly at the corner of my eye, and I thought, oh, that looks like Haley Finlayson. This chick's name was was back then. I thought, no, that's yeah, random. I doubt it, <clears throat> and didn't think much else. Um, of it. However, this particular person, this is interesting because my memory, so I've got something in my throat. <clears throat> my memory is, um, it was fucked, to be honest with you. Um, smoked way too much weed, done a bunch of other things in my life that have definitely compromised my memory. Um, and you know, you get older, you're into new things, you learn new things, and there's only so much hard, hard drive space, and mine's obviously not very big. So, <laughs> The things just disappear from my head. People I went to school with, names, like faces I can always sort of remember, um, but names, that like people I fully went to school with for five years and shit, they're just gone. Like just a lot of them, a lot of them, most of them, they're just gone, right? And I see these other people going to school reunions and you remember this person, that person, and <clears throat> I'm like, no, I don't. I don't. And and stories, I think I've told you this before, I, I, I have so many stories lived a colourful youthful life and I just forget so much shit maybe because I was intoxicated for a lot of it and maybe just because because some of it I wasn't at the time it was just bad memory and then I'll hear a story and it'll spark my memory oh yeah I've been in a situation like that before which is always kind of funny because you don't want to be that guy that hears a story and then you're like a one-upper oh yeah well that happened to me but fucking hear me so I kind of quite often just sit on these stories and then I forget them again. So I've been thinking this would be a good place to try and air out some of my some of the stories from my past, and a lot of them I'm probably not super proud of, which would be another reason that I don't talk about them a lot. Not like, not that I'm ashamed of them as such, but they're just not things that I would do now or think is is cool now so I just don't bother talking about them do you know what I mean but they're interesting so I should probably you know air some of those stories out on here this such one sort of falls into that category it it kind of it it was interesting to me in a way uh, because this girl I remembered her from like I was like 15 or something right now other girlfriends I had who I went to school with and she I can't remember their names um I can't remember their names. And I know that I didn't treat this girl that well. Like a lot of other girlfriends from when I was a teenager, I just didn't treat them that well. Like I was never a prick, but um, I was always very nice, but just, it, yeah, I I didn't treat some, some of the girls that, that well when I was younger. That I am not very proud of, right? But what you know, you're trying to impress other other people, and you're insecure, so you don't even know what you want in life, and and you're always jumping from one thing to the next best thing, and all that kind of shit, right? So, why this one stands out in my mind, I don't really know, but I remember I've always sort of felt guilty about out my interactions with her when I just briefly think about it, whatever, over the years. But then I saw her at Christmas time um, at the movie theatres. She was with her kids. She's got kids now. And I was with my kids. And I had this pang of like in my gut like, oh, man, I feel like really bad about the way I treated her. 
And I'll tell you the story in a minute. I'll get to it. But I was like, well, this isn't the time to go and speak to her. This is That would be very odd. She's at the movies with her kids. I'm at the movies with my kids. Just not appropriate, obviously. So I was like, oh, that's really weird. You know, I don't even, know, even know if she saw me or whatever. But it brought back a lot of these like emotions and, and, and memories and stuff. I thought, man, I was a real prick back then. Like that was, you know, wasn't cool the way I treated this chick. And what happened was um, I remember a lot of the details – well, I, th- I think that I do. I thought that I did. I remember a lot of details about about this girl in particular. So um, we were on a, a church uh, youth group night out, uh, ice skating at Mirabooka Ice Skating Rink. And I saw her in a line near me, behind us, I think, and we were making eyes at each other the whole way, lining up. And she's gorgeous, like fucking gorgeous, this chick. And making eyes at each other the whole way in, and like I was like, man, this chick, she's 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 beautiful, and she's looking at me, and blah blah blah, and everyone could sort of, you know, the other people there were like, oh, who's the girl you're looking at, Davey, blah blah blah, um, you know, and it took me a, a long time to get the courage up to go and speak to her. We're cruising around doing the ice skating thing, we're just going around in circles. They play different songs and shit, and I remember specifically they played, I don't know who sung it, but the um, uh. Na 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 If you think I'm sexy and you want my body Yeah, pretty good version, hey You know the song I mean? That's the song I should open the podcast with I might take us out with that one actually But they were playing that song It was a big song in like the fucking 90s This was the 90s Yes, I'm that old Um, So they were playing that song And I started, I skated up to her, just got my confidence up to talk to her, cruise up next to her, I'm like, hey, and she goes, hey, and as she turned around and talked to me, I've fallen flat on my ass, on my ass, ah, I spun spun around on the ice and shit, and the people I was there with all laughed at me and shit, and I was like, damn, and she sort of laughed as well, but like helped me up, and it, um, it broke the ice, pardon the pun, and, and we just sort of started chatting from there, got a phone number, blah, blah, blah. Um, hooked up a few times after that Caught up, went to the movies Hooked up and did all those fun Interesting, super exciting uh, Heart, uh, blood pumping things you do When you're 15 or whatever um, with, with the other sexes So it was a rad time for all involved, right? And for whatever reason I got Bored of her as I did with every girl after a couple of weeks um, back then. Got bored of her, and okay, this is where I start to feel guilty. Okay, my mindset at the time was I'm sort of over this chick, and I don't I don't know why she was bloody smoking hot, but young, short attention span, sort of. Guess I felt like I'd been there, done that, you know, trying to find another girl or something. I don't know. I can't remember that much of the of the story, but I was over it. But I sort of thought, and then when I'm telling you these stories, this is 15 year old Dave's mindset, okay, not 38 year old Daddy Dave, right? I was thinking, I'm over this chick, but she's so hot. She's like, too, it's too good to just waste and just get rid of her and like, you know, no, never see her again. So. I gave her phone number to a mate of mine 
I can't remember the how it got hooked up if I told her that or if I don't know. I don't know how it happened, but I gave her phone number to a mate of mine and she went and caught up with him a few times and they hooked up and and I think in my immature, insecure fifteen year old brain, even though I'd set that up and given her the flick, I think it pissed me off and made me jealous that they'd hooked up. Right? I think. This is how I've constructed it in my head anyway. So then I was pissed off or jealous or something. And then, which is weird. And then I invited her to come up to see me and hang out with me again and some other mates, some of the older guys from Quinns. And Quinns is notorious. They called us the Quinns Ferals back in the day. It was was a town full of ferals. You go there now and it's different you know there's the whole place has changed but when I was growing up it was like a surfy skater fishing bogan town it was its own little place they called us the Quinns Ferals it was all about drinking and fighting and and that was a lot of rough crew there and all ages hung out together you know there was 10 years span between the, the, the groups or whatever and I invited her to come and hang out with some of the older crew and me up in Quinns. Bad idea from the get-go. She caught a bus up or whatever, came to my house for a little bit, and then we went out to some of the other boys' houses. And I think this was my plan the whole time. Again, didn't want to waste such a gorgeous girl, like show like, like show and tell or something. I don't know. Weird. But then I just left her there with this other crew. And, and then they got her stoned as fuck and... Uh, she hooked up with one of the guys and then they were like sick of her or whatever and they said, oh, yeah, or she had to go home or whatever and then she's like, can I get a lift home? Because a couple of the older boys had licenses and they're like, nah, you'll have to catch a taxi. And she's like, oh, can I use a phone to catch a call a taxi? And they're like, nah, you have to use the pay phone. And so they got her stoned as fuck. One of them hooked up with her and they kicked her out to go walk to a pay phone to call a taxi to go home. She's like 15, right? Now that story has haunted me my whole life. I've just felt so bad about that. Like that I, I feel like I put her in that situation, right? And I've never sort of got over it. I don't, I, I don't really think I spoke to her much after that. I, I can't remember. That's where, that's where my, my, my memory of the whole situation gets blurry, right? I remember those certain sections. And then she was gone. Um, and then I think I might have seen her, bumped her into her a couple of, you know, around the traps, over the next sort of five, six, seven years after that, but never really had another conversation with her. And then I saw her at the movies and all that come flooding back and she's a mum and I'm like, oh my goodness, that's just like, I feel so bad. I feel horrible. Um, I just wanted to go and say to her, I am so sorry about the way I treated you when we were kids. Like, I'm sure you don't give a fuck, but I just, I just, I just wanted her to know that I just, that she didn't deserve to be treated like that and that, you know, I was just felt like shit about it, really. Um, and then saw her at the at Broom, and she saw me, and she recognised me, and like waved at me, and I was like, "Oh, holy shit! It is that chick, Hayley Finlayson. I'm sure she's got a last name, another last name now. She's married with kids." I was like, "Oh man, it is her!" And I was just give her a sheepish little wave, and kept doing what I was doing. And then I was packing up. So this is like the last day I actually realised it was her and she was camped right next to us. Her friends were there behind us and so I saw her like all morning. She's there and she kept sort of looking over my way and I was just like, this is awkward. I was like, I should, 
oh, I feel like I want to speak to her and say I'm sorry, you know, like I just I just had this strong urge, you know, especially seeing her as a mum and all that sort of shit. It just felt like absolute shit. Um, and then I was packing up the cars on the roof of the car, strapping down the, the, the stand-up paddleboard and shit, and she came walking past the car and she hadn't been around that area at all while well, that whole morning. I'm pretty sure she engineered it deliberately to come talk to me and then she says hey how you going having a long time no see and me i'd just be i was just i'm just a pussy i just went hey yeah how you going she gave her a little wave and went sort of head down got went back to what i was doing she sort of smiled and then like walked on and i was like that was it that was my chance to go hey how you going mate hey i just want to say something to you and jump down and have a yak but i didn't i didn't because i'm a big pussy Right, and then I saw her a bunch of times the rest of the morning and she sort of made eye contact with me and I was like, this is awkward. And then I drove out and she waved at me and said goodbye. And I was like, okay, that was it. That was it. You've had this guilt for 20 years. Like, what am I, 38 now, 15, so like 23 years or something. You've had this guilt sitting there. You had a chance to say you're sorry about it and you didn't, right? I'm like, what a pussy. And then it was bugging me. And I hadn't spoke to my wife about this because I didn't – it just – it seemed weird to me. I didn't want her to think it was weird. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. You can't speak to your wife about it. Well, maybe you can about everything. I just felt like it was, It. I just felt like it wasn't the thing to chat to my missus about, right? Um, women see things differently and she would think of the situation probably differently to, why, to the way I was. So I did the next best thing and spoke to me, one of my best mates' sisters who I'm really good mates with. My, my missus is good mates with her and she, she's like a sister to me, right? Um, she knows the chick from back in the day And she knows the whole situation And I was texting her and just said Oh man, this is what happened I saw her and at the movies And I saw her at Broom And I feel so guilty And like it's really bugging me Blah, blah, blah And she just was, she goes Man, she just started laughing He goes, Dave, you are so funny She goes, that isn't how that situation went at all And I was like, what, what do you mean? And she goes, that girl already had a reputation Before she met you guys She enjoyed the attention and everything she got from being in those situations, from being a, a pretty young chick, she goes and um, she's and the situation with the guys in Queens. She goes, she she could have left with you at any point in time because she went back there several times after, and she, she was sleeping with one of the guys who, who was one of my mates who was there. She went back like multiple times and slept with him. So. That that information right there, I think I actually knew that. Now that when she said it, it wasn't a big surprise. I was like, I think I knew that, and I'd just forgotten that detail because my memory is so shit. And then maybe I'd forgotten that detail, and then thought about the whole situation again years later without that bit of information, and created like some little angel out of her, and just. just me being this asshole put her in this situation where she had no power and felt like blah 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 no no she could have just said hey when I left she could have just said hey I'm going with you I'm not staying here and I would have said yeah okay fair enough no worries but she didn't she stayed she wanted to hang out with the big boys and then even after they treated her like shit and made her catch a taxi home she went up there multiple times afterwards to sleep with one of the dudes so she was no she wasn't innocent in this whole fucking thing and then she Said a bunch of other shit in the text and just laughed. Basically, said, you know, it's really good that you thought about it like that. She goes, but that's not how it went down. She was, I'm sure she enjoyed those years of her life, running amok, being a rebel, blah, 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 because she went to this real rich, flash Christian college and stuff like that. She goes, she probably looks back on those memories fondly. 
And that just changed the whole dynamic of the thing for me. And I was like, man, I should have spoke to you about this years ago. I've been carrying this guilt for ages. And I still am not proud of my part in it, like, you know, just being an arsehole or whatever. But when you put it into context, I definitely think I created uh, like a mountain out of a molehill and an arsehole out of me and an angel out of her just just uh, 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 over the – yeah, over the years. And definitely, as I said to my friend's sister – she's my mate as well, but you know what I mean – Said I, I said I feel so much better. I feel like an idiot. I'm pretty sure I am an idiot. I said, but I also, um, <clears throat> yeah, I just, I said I should have spoke to you about this years ago, you know. Um, but it changes completely changes the dynamic of how I see that situation. And fuck her, man. <laughs> no, no, nah. But uh, it was it was such a weird situation, man. And and it's just like it's funny that. It's just funny that you, the way you think of things and the way you, you, especially if you don't talk to anyone about things, I've never spoke to anyone about this ever. I've just created the whole situation, recreated the whole situation in my mind out of my own distorted bullshit memories to come up with this scenario and chatting to my to, to my friends and she's just completely put a different spin on it, a woman's spin and I said you sound like exactly what my wife would say if I told her about the situation and said but I you know I would feel like it would it was sort of <clears throat> um, biased if it came from her because she was you know she'd see the situation differently and I said but coming from you a woman who's not involved in it I said, it's you, I, you completely see what you what where you're coming from and it's and man women are brutal the way they they assess other women so, but also, man, I'm an idiot, and <clears throat> it's just funny to see the different the different takes on things, and and to see it from a different perspective, and it, and it and it's just com- completely cleared this thing up in my mind that I've carried around. I haven't carried it around, but you know, I sort of have. I, I suppose it come up when I think about it for all this time. <clears throat> and maybe I was an asshole, yeah, but it was like an innocent asshole thing. Because as soon as I thought about it from that perspective, she could have just came with me when I left and didn't. she didn't, if she was that spewing about the whole thing, she wouldn't have gone back there and fucked old mate multiple times afterwards. So that changed everything for me. And um, yeah, I had to get that one off my chest. I held it in for 23 years. I've cleared it up over the last week and I thought I should air it out here and let you all laugh at how much of a dickhead I am. And that is only one of the first... Of many confessions with Dave. I'll let you guys get to know me a little bit better and hopefully not judge me too harshly on um, decisions made uh, in, from a young, developing, uh, testosterone fueled mind. And it was the 90s too. If you kids who listen to this shit now who grew up and not in the 90s, it was the Wild West. The 80s was even crazier. I grew up in the 80s too. In the 90s, mate, there was different rules. There was no social media. We didn't know shit. We were like cavemen. We didn't have the information at our fingertips that we do now. No, no, just joking. You know what I mean? It was different times, man. Um, that's, that's episode number 105 um, done and dusted. Um, yeah. I'm over. I'm not, that's it, man. I'm over and out. Um, and I will speak to you guys hopefully next weekend. I've got a mate coming up. We're going camping on Friday night. Uh, hopefully we get good wind and good weather and everything. 
um, taking the boy out for an overnighter. Hopefully, hopefully we get good weather, but we'll try and squeeze a potty in that weekend and we'll, we'll be hard with my matey, but we'll see what happens. But otherwise, um, thanks for listening. Thanks for your time. Share it. Help me out. Tell everyone about it. Tell them there's a dude who tells fucking embarrassing stories on a podcast and you can go and laugh at him. Um, and yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna hook it up now. Find that song and and let us lead us out with the song from the ice rink, a uh, Mirabooka ice rink, circa nineteen ninety eight. Off the top of my head, twenty three years ago. Yeah, sorry, don't fucking kill me. My maths isn't that quick. I've used all my brain cells on assessments early on this morning. All right, let's go, guys. Take it easy. I'm gonna stop bullshitting and rambling on. Peace out. Let me know if my flow be sexy. Yeah,